Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sanchez, we ready? Are we ready? I guess not. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy. Four, five, six. B-I-G. Ah. Long story short, man, you know, I did it all. I mean, Kimmel, Conan. Did Fallon the other night, Seth, Samantha B. <laughs> Even did Carson Daly. <laughs> he did it at a little bodega in Queens. He got robbed while we was doing his show. It was dope. So that show's still even on? <laughs> yeah, I just said that I was on it. All right, welcome to the first day of the rest of your life. And I will be right there by your side. When you laugh, I'll laugh. When you cry, I'll cry. And when you dance, I'll watch you dance. So what do you say? Pass. And now, please, let me on the air. We need to do this for Los Angeles. Our feature presentation. <laughs> morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It is Monday morning, the 4th of March. Allie, you have not looked this poor in a long, long time. Listen. <laughs> oh, hey, Brad. I've been hitting, I've been hitting the sauce real hard. <laughs> it's not going well. <laughs> There's going to be nothing left of you if you continue drinking at this rate. <laughs> I swear. You're like four inches shorter than you were Friday. I'm, I'm like the opposite of those uh, things, uh, shrinky dinks, where you, where, sure. you got, where you got them wet and they would expand. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> and two year, two uh, inches shorter, be not four. Yes. Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. you guys are very close. Right. I mean, she's practically a little person, right? <laughs> I mean, we let her in the meetings. Of course. Sure, you should. We talk. <laughs> Happy uh, Lundi Gras, you guys. Folks, oh. who, uh, folks who only know uh, Mardi Gras may not realize that the goddamn carnival season in New Orleans goes on for weeks. <laughs> and it is exhausting. And it is noisy. And there are nothing but young people running up and down the streets in tiny outfits. Well, that sounds terrible. Wigs and drinking and this sound this sounds like you're seeing bean bands and it's just <laughs> it's like I don't know what it's like. It's it's like constant drumbeat. I would what imagine seem, what it seems like round the clock. It's not yeah. really, but there are we're at the time of the year now you know getting closer and closer to Mardi Gras where there are five parades a day mm-hmm. and they all have 40 brass bands in them, right. you know, marching bands, and you just can't escape it. It's just, it's living, it's like living in cacophony. Here's the uh, difference b- between you and I, is mm-hmm. that I've probably gone to those 15 or 16 times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, being... The key is, is drinking. Yes. You have to drink. There's yes. plenty of that going on. Yeah. Bean, do you think you're like the people who live in, uh, out in the... Coachella Valley, and now it's time. Now it's time for Coachella, and just like, oh god, absolutely, <laughs> it's the worst week of the year in New Orleans. <laughs> Kevin used to come to Mardi Gras all the time until I, I moved here, and then, then mysteriously, well, not now, so much anymore. It was odd. Well, now he has no one to visit. 
before. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so I just can't wait for the thing to be over. I'll tell you that. Uh, it has been uh, sunny and uh, and delightful here. That has not been the case all over the country. You know, uh, the president, uh, your president, Chip, says that uh, global warming is a hoax because it's cold in some places. And I can't argue with the science there, but there are three very quick stories that I want to do about the snow. Kevin, I know one you saw is the guy who was stranded in his car in central Oregon. Yes. For five days, you guys. Yeah. In his car for five days. Now, I know that I would be, I know the advice, I see it on the news all the time. Hey, if you get stranded in a snowbank, stay with your car. Wait till somebody comes and finds you. Do not get out and attempt to walk. Right, but after two full days, don't you go... I'm going to die yeah. here. I'm going yes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna to die in a Tercel. <laughs> right? Yes, you do. was not my dream. <laughs> Just me. Absolutely, Kevin. <laughs> you think after a certain amount of time, and maybe two days is your number, you think, they're not going to find me. There's nobody out here. There's too much snow. It's on me to get to some sort of shelter or to find somebody to flag down or to, uh, a door, a doorbell to ring or something, right? Well, this guy did try to get out, but there was just too much snow to even hike out from where he was. The snow was too deep. And that's the thing about the winter storms this year in so many places. There are people who cannot even begin to shovel their driveways because the snow is taller than they are. Yeah. So there's nowhere to start. As a uh, four-foot man, this absolutely terrifies (laughs) me. Sure. (laughs) Of course. So uh, he was, for five days, Jeremy Taylor, 36 years old, Sun River, Oregon, was stuck in his vehicle. He was finally uh, come upon by a a, a snowboard, uh, excuse me, a a snowmobiler. And he says that the only reason he's still alive is that he was eating taco sauce packets for, for five days. Taco I mean, Bell hot sauce for five yeah, days. Five days. That yeah. just sounds like a Kevin vacation. <laughs> Taco Bell fire sauce saves lives, he says. Miraculously, he and his dog are both in good health, but they were obviously very, very hungry. So and that's, his dog. And his dog, Allie. Sorry, Allie. <laughs> um, thing two, this happened in Lake Tahoe, I think on the California side. And this is a woman who was illegally parked, and the snowplow came along and covered her car with snow. It was plowing the street and just <laughs> right on top of her car. Sweet. Thank you, Michael Winslow Bean. <laughs> Here's what happened to her. And it may be a little hard to distinguish, but if you look at this video, look at your screen now. This is a car buried under a ton of snow. And guess what? There was a woman stuck inside. Earlier this month, a snowplow driver was clearing the roads in South Lake Tahoe, California. His plow hit the car that was, by the way, illegally parked. So lesson learned, right? When they began digging... Hey, um, she's homeless and living in her car and just got stuck in a yeah. snowbank. Maybe now's not the time to, to parking no. shame her. Lesson learned, huh? Throw in shade. <laughs> Seriously, give the woman a break. She's lucky to be alive. When they began digging it out... They saw a woman waving for help. According to local media, she may have been living in her car. Living in her car? <laughs> um, she like says homeless? that as if she says that as if it's never been done before. Living in <laughs> right. her car? People do <laughs> sexual favors behind a dumpster for money. <laughs> <laughs> so you're asleep in your car, and all of a sudden the snowplow comes by, and then you are just under an avalanche, basically, of snow. And I guess. You can't even open your door or anything, right? Because there's wow. just the, there's so much weight that you literally are just stuck there. It has to be pitch black dark, I would imagine, in there too. Does right? she have hot sauce? 
It doesn't say whether she had oh. hot sauce or not. But that, imagine how terrifying that must be. Yeah, that'd be crazy. To not have any idea how long it's going to be before somebody comes along and, and finds you or the snow starts to melt or whatever. Or if they come she along. She said she had been there for several hours. Her rescuers think it may have been longer just because the amount of snow, but reportedly she is okay. can't imagine. Could have been comfortable, right? That's a great comment. <laughs> That's a fantastic that is side. in-depth news reporting. <laughs> Couldn't have been comfortable, I right? I mean, yeah, you got you got you got the guys that busted Nixon and this reporter. They're all in the same category. <laughs> Do you think she enjoyed it? <laughs> <laughs> Good time. <laughs> all right, so that's thing two, and thing three of our weather roundup is this lady who you will fall very deeply in love with if you haven't seen her yet. Her name is Diane. She's in Brooklyn, and. The media are going crazy, as you can imagine, as many people are in New York because they've had so much snow. I think they got about another eight inches of snow yesterday, and they're just, they're they're over it. They're tired of it. They're complaining. This lady is pointing out, hey, it's winter. Oh, excuse me. Hey, it's winter. It's winter, you guys. <laughs> what do you expect? We live in New York, and it's winter. Please meet Diane. We get mad. Because of snowing, but it's winter outside. I mean, we are a bunch of weird people, okay? If it was summer and it was snowing, yes, it is winter. I mean, she's making a great point. That is a good point. How surprised can you be by snow in the winter? It's not July. Tracy Morgan's mom is mad. (laughs) Diane Joshua has strong feelings about the snow. It's winter. Hello. It's winter. Hello. About three, four weeks ago, it was what? Three degrees outside. It's a heat wave out here now. So her, she's looking at the bright side. She's like, look, it was three a couple of weeks ago. Now it's 30. Class half full. Yeah. yeah. Her. Optimist. What, I like it. everybody complaining about? It's winter and it's cold. Deal with it. Hello, it's winter. Yes. I'm not surprised. I love it. It's winter. Let's let's work with it. This is a heat wave. This is a heat wave. Three degrees three weeks ago. How soon we forget. <laughs> I'm like not her. a big fan of that person that's yelling, it's a heat wave, when you're miserable. <laughs> no, yeah, it, it's, yeah, that that's person that when you're drowning and your yard is flooded, they're like, we need the rain. You're like, not now. <laughs> not now. Um, I hear what you're saying, but I am still Diane 2020. You I'm are. Okay. I really am. I'm Diane 2020. Team Winter. She's, I'm Team Winter. Yes, thank you. Winter is coming, you guys, and apparently it's already here. All right, let's talk about today's Kevin and Bean show, shall we? On this mission, the only passenger is a dummy. That's true. Uh, you trick somebody into believing something, and how long did they believe it? Oh, I love this topic. I have no idea what we're going to get for this, but I love it. I've I know got, what I have to add to it. I've got one, too. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, we're going to talk to Bean's wife, Donna, about his uh, Instagram and why there's oh, so right. much blood on it. <laughs> What's up with that? Here's what happened, Brad. I Zero found killer. out I had an Instagram account. I didn't realize it, but it was been had been dormant for seven years. And uh, I managed to finally get a new password and to get into it. And I had a few photos that were posted, some of which involved my face covered in blood and Donna's hands covered in blood. <laughs> Murder. You guys and, killed someone, didn't you? And yep. this was pre, uh, pre-caption pre days, I guess, or at least I didn't use captions because, uh, you know, nobody followed me and I had it on private, so there was it was just for me. So <laughs> I have no recollection whatsoever of why so much blood. You're not making the story any better by saying, I know, well, I mean, right? it was just for me. It's probably just for me. That's <laughs> yeah. where I keep all the pictures of all the bloody people I killed. All right, Dexter. So we're going to call we're gonna call Donna and maybe she can shed some light on why the hell there was so much blood. I really need... To kill somebody. I hope that wasn't it. <laughs> uh, also on today's show, why do you have to have gift bags at kids' parties? 
Omar has uh, smaller oh, children and is very frustrated by this because they go to a birthday party and they, on your way out, they give you a gift bag. It's like yeah. you're at the Oscars or something. Yeah, and this has been going on since I was a kid. Does it? Yeah, I, I remember getting gift bags from people, and uh, at the time, as a kid, you love it, but then you, I imagine you get to be a parent, you're like, why do I have to buy gifts for yeah. all these kids? Yeah, that sucks. Especially since you're already providing food and drink yeah. and entertainment. Was and... the clown not enough? <laughs> right, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and great news, because it's Monday. We'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. In for Allie McKay. Time for What's Happening. Here's our friend Brad Williams. Once again, you guys bring me in to just lighten the mood and cheer everybody up. All right, go ahead and do that. Spend nothing but spread the good vibes. Good Mm -hmm. vibes going all around. So, of course, we have to talk about uh, the lead singer of the band Prodigy. Unfortunately, was found dead in his home of an apparent suicide. And, uh, yeah, Keith Flint. Keith Flint. Uh... Has committed suicide, and once again, it's very sad. Uh, his bandmates made Instagram posts, and uh, they didn't know, and we're once again faced with this thing of urging people, pleading with people, if you're having issues and thoughts, reach out. Uh, reach out to Suicide Prevention Hotline. Reach out to friends. You will not burden your friends. Your friends will be happy to talk with you. Yeah, I agree. And uh, it is very unfortunate. If you don't know the band Prodigy, you probably know some of their songs, like this one. I'm a fire starter, yeah. Really big in the 90s. Sort of, uh, what would you call the style of music? British, Euro, tech, pop, Thing. Yes, yeah, a little bit of everything. That's exactly I mean, what I would call them. Yeah, yeah but I mean, that. they had breathe. They had smack my bitch up. They were a big K rock band, a big Coachella band. Yeah, and they, they were a, a huge band in that kind of music for a lot of people. And he was only forty nine. Yeah, which just makes it even more tragic. And uh, if you've never seen the video for Smack My Bitch Up, that's one of the best music videos of all time. And it, it was not allowed to be played on MTV. So uh, for a while. Uh, back when they played videos, kids. Um, but yeah, it was a revolutionary video. The guy's known for having a Keith had that double mohawk, which was always so cool. Right. Uh, but yeah, sad day. Sad day. That sucks. Uh, speaking of things that are dead, let's talk about the Los Angeles Lakers, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? I'm a Lakers fan. This hurts. Same. He's not He's not wrong, Kevin. No, I know. They are not good. What's, mean, what's it going to be like for LeBron to have a season that's two months shorter than he's used to? Yes. He's been in the finals the last eight years. I got to tell you, I think this is a plan uh-huh. because the players that make the finals play... What another month and a half? Yeah, right. After at the end of every season, and then they have a shorter turnaround. I think uh-huh. they're doing this on purpose. Yeah, to give LeBron a little more rest. Oh, God bless you. God bless you, Kevin, <laughs> and your hope, <laughs> your wide-eyed innocence. Uh, well, the cat, the cat, the casual fans are not the only people that are angry. Also, one of the Lakers' biggest fans. The great Snoop Dogg is very upset mm-hmm. and posted uh, a video to his social media. And you might want to pay attention to it because if, if you listen to this video, you might be able to see the Lakers play for very cheap. And it's terrible watching my Lakers play. Somebody got to go. This Somebody got to go. Matter of fact, a lot of got to go. Starting with the coach. This ain't going to work. This is not the L.A. way. Ship all the out. These sorry motherfuckers gonna do shit. nothing. Get LeBron some help, cause these goofballs ain't gonna do. Shit. 
They sorry. They suck. I'm selling my booth right now. I got a booth for the next two years, three years. This year, y'all can have it. Five dollars for the mother booth to the Laker games. Five dollars is the price. All right. Anybody can have it. All the homies hit me. Blow me up right now. By the way, I agree with him. It has to start with the coach. Yeah. I was going to ask, how much of this is Luke Walton's fault do you got? I don't know, but when a team performs that poorly, it has that bad of chemistry. Yeah. To me, that's the coach. And and when you look at the individual parts, whether, whether it be obviously LeBron, but you look at Kuzma and you look at some of the other players that they have, we're like, I think they're good players. Ingram. Yeah, if they work together as a team, yeah. they would be much better, but they don't. The, so they I don't, don't know. So, I just feel uh, like that's coach. Hit up Snoop Dogg. And by Five the way, bucks. after Snoop commentated hockey. Remember when he commented oh, yeah. the Kings game and now this? I just want Snoop's the new Morgan Freeman. I want him to announce Agreed. everything. He just needs to have a booth where he's broadcasting from yes. the game from every game he All goes games. I, I want him to be the new David Attenborough and narrate all the Blue Earth things. <laughs> right. I want all of that. All of it, Snoop. There just do everything. Be, you know how you can go to your TV and you can you can put on the the closed captions or you yes. can change yeah, SAP. Right? Yeah. yeah, there needs to be a, a Snoop option on oh. all on all sporting events. The Snoop be option, fantastic. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Snoop. Not too happy about the Lakers. Uh, one last story, and this one, I I this angered a lot of stand up comics oh. on uh, Twitter last night. Uh, Stormy Daniels. You remember Stormy Daniels? Sure. She's the one that had the... She was with... Trump. President Trump? Okay, yeah. yes. I do remember her. Well, guess what she's doing? Stand-up comedy! Hey! Why do you jazz hands for that? Hey! Why are you doing jazz hands? Because she's doing stand-up, everybody! Do, do, do we need no. all of that? I don't think you need to be worried, though, about maybe her taking some of your spotlight, because no. I assume... <laughs> She's not a pretty, great. pretty different act. Yeah. Listen, uh, I don't think I'm not going to get mad at anyone for trying to make a buck. She, she, she's just trying to, she's trying to get a payday. Mm-hmm. And I don't get mad at the comedy club. Which, if you want to see her, you can go to the Joke Joint in Houston, Texas, Wednesday, March 20th. She's doing two shows. Two. Have, have you played there, Brad? Uh, I have not. Uh, okay. But uh, worth the trip to Texas, right? Uh, there, in every city, there's an A room and a B room. Mm-hmm. Not the A room, the joke ah. joint. Um, okay. So you can go there, and I, I, I get it. The, the club will make a ton of money. She will make money. I'm not mad at either of them. Okay. I am mad at anyone who buys a ticket to this. All That's right. who I'm mad Let at. Let me ask you a question. Yes. Aren't, aren't a lot of the people buying those tickets because it's going to be a train wreck, and you yes. want to see how much of a train wreck it's going to be? Yes. Because so, I feel like maybe I would buy those. <laughs> as, as someone who once uh, took a party bus to go see Corey Feldman <laughs> do a show, <laughs> right. you've got no room to complain. Yes, but at the same time, I just feel like <laughs> if if the waitresses at the joke joint want to slip birth control in every one of the drinks of people that are in that audience, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it. We don't need that reproducing. Kevin makes a good point because he was very serious about going to see the Cash Me Outside girl when she came to do her rap numbers. Oh, boy. He was going to go see that because how can you not? You you see stuff that's either better than average or horrible. Yes. And I love both. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, whether it be Stormy Daniels or or remember when Charlie Sheen did his whole thing and then he he went on a stand-up comedy tour and people booed him and walked out. You're like, did you think it was going to be good? That's right. I forgot about that. And he didn't even bother to prepare jokes. Nope. No. He just, just walked on just stage, rambled. rambled, and every now and then when he felt like he lost the crowd, he would go, Wigging, Tiger Blood. 
and that's yeah. it. So, Good times. Well, it, at least we know Stormy has a backup skill if the act is not going well. Correct. Right. She can go out in the audience and make sure that they enjoy that show. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. You know what I mean, Kevin? Like you've done. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes you get desperate. <laughs> uh, once again, I, I don't have my birthday sheet. Uh, go, Google it. All right. There's some celebrities I mean, it's, that it's were born two, today. Two what's happenings now. How hard is it to get a birthday list? And Chip has it. Oh, uh, well, it, no no one famous. Just, uh, oh, uh, Patricia Heaton. She's great. Okay. It's okay. her birthday today. Catherine O'Hara. Okay. Fantastic. Legend. Uh, and then somebody named Landon. He, he he plays. He's a football player. How dare you, Landon Donovan? D- 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 Donovan? Landon Donovan? Who? How dare you? The man who won't retire. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> uh, I'm Brad Williams filling in for Allie McKay, and that's what's happening. Kevin and Bean on K Rock. K R O Q. What is you guys' move when you get into an Uber? Nothing. Um, nothing. <laughs> I, I say nothing. I do nothing. I bring I bring my wireless headphones and I say, call. I don't mean to be offensive at all, but I'm yeah. going to listen to my music. Is that okay? And they're like, sure, of course. I love interrogating my Uber drivers. Oh, oh my God. Can you imagine? Uh, I love uh, it. Uh, how, how long have you had this model car? <laughs> oh, that would be a nightmare. I always want to know where they're from, how they came to be an Uber I'm driver. so the opposite how of you. How low is like? your rating? <laughs> uh, you know what? I've never even looked. I don't even know. Yeah, how about that? I'm sure it's a negative. He's, no, trying, no. he's trying to get Uber rides, and they're all just yeah, passing yeah, yeah. right by. I'm very pleasant in the Uber, but I'm also very conversational. I Look, I'm a curious person, you guys, and I'm interested in somebody who does that kind of work. I always want to know if they've driven any famous people. I always want to I mean, I mean there's a bunch of questions I you mean, can ask Uber drivers. Being, it's an interesting job. Mm, it is, but at the same mm. time, do you really want to go into a deep dive of why someone in is an Uber driver. You're yes, never going to hear an amazing story like, well, my uncle left me a billion dollars, right. but I just do this because I like to help people. Like, <laughs> It is always a, I have to do this yes. to make ends meet. That's the answer. Which, but which, I, which is but great, I also make like, your money, but I come also on. like knowing whether the person is a native of Louisiana and you know where they grew up and what do they like. And <laughs> this is funny well. because God. I'm much more social with people and yeah. Bean is much less social with people unless he's got them one-on-one in an Uber car. Unless he's and got them locked in a confined right? space. But and you're then more it's social. On. You're more social with friends. I think I might be more social with complete strangers that are trapped. That's possible. <laughs> that are trapped is the keyword. Right. A 38-year-old Seattle Uber driver um, has a menu. He shows you a menu, and he mm-hmm. says, what kind of Uber experience are you looking for today? Here's the oh. story. Talk about going the extra mile. What enterprising Uber driver is giving the idea of custom rides a whole new spin. That driver based in Seattle handing out this handy-dandy ride-type menu to customers. So if you'd like the stand-up ride. Okay, so the stand-up Uh-oh. ride <laughs> is Bad, him. Listen up. You no. can learn some, learn some tips here. No. Is him doing, I kid you not, comedy. No. I kid you not. Um, and uh, that, that, that here's what it says under me. the stand-up ride. I tell you about things that are funny, from oh. prison stories to the other poor life choices I've made. Don't get a lover's name tattooed on you ever. That's, so he, that's he, the he, comedy. Yeah, it gives you a little, right. bit, of a, a little bit of a clue. It's his personal story. feeling he's an aspiring comedian with material to share. But there's also the silent ride. There's the rude ride. I'd take the silent ride. What's the rude ride? Rude ride is he's rude. <laughs> you, you're rude back and forth. Hey, fatty. Yeah. I can't drive that fast. <laughs> hey, you're weighing down it, my asshole. car. <laughs> now, he can hold, be- on, hold on a second here, Kevin. This, let's talk about the silent ride for All a right. second. Isn't that a little bit like 
just treating him like the help, like ignoring him and his experiences no, I said, as a human being. But I don't know that that guy wants to give his resume out to every single writer. Do you no, think yeah, they I know do that? But I mean, I, I think there's something unnatural about two people sitting in a closed space in, pretending that each other doesn't exist. I, I think there's something completely wonderful about that. I do too. And, and wait, aren't you married? That's your that that that's your married life. Just sit, sitting in a closed space, <laughs> pretending each other doesn't exist. We're gonna talk to Donna later. She's gonna have the same stories. Okay. All right, there's more. There's more choices on the menu as well. Where he okay. can be as rude as possible. What is the matter with you if you want the rude ride? A recent passenger posted the list to social media. The driver commented with a thanks, and he tells Forbes that. Fair selected a therapy ride. So if you're ready for it, the doctor is apparently in therapy ride. So he's your bartender, basically. So he'll listen to you complain about stuff. Okay. And then be reassuring. Or maybe you've got a you've got an important life choice coming up and you sure. need somebody to weigh in with an objective opinion. I think that's nice as well. I can see that actually being nice if that's what that person wants to do. Maybe you're getting the Uber from uh and you're taking the Uber of shame. In, the, oh, in the next morning, you're like, sure. this guy didn't call me. Like, you know, like, he, he tricked me. I get it. And this Uber driver will go, oh, that's so unfair. You're really treated poorly. Yeah. You're better than that. <laughs> I, don't want to, I don't want him to be my therapist. You're yeah, not well, looking for that. Well, but then you would get the silent ride. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But or, sometimes, Kevin, you're too close to your own situation. You can't see what to do. And an impartial stranger may have good advice. I've never ever asked an impartial stranger i always if i have questions i always go to friends yeah because they know me yeah yeah okay i, I mean, would they're biased, never but i okay. would never yeah i guess but i would never ask a stranger yeah uh where the hell since this is kevin's story is the uh police chase option oh there isn't where's that <laughs> oh that Speed needs to be added. every red light that needs to be added so quickly i, mean, I would take you, that every time seriously can you imagine how awesome that would be if you just said all right i need to get into police chase go <laughs> hit it steve i will pay your fines here's a little bit more of the story the driver's seat you know surprisingly even though i talk a lot this is the industry that we're in i like a silent ride yeah i would go with a silent ride too yeah it's my spot safe and sound but i appreciate all you but if you had a bad day and you want to just go at it with somebody that might be a good ride to take (laughs) i don't see again i'm not positive so here are the choices the stand-up yeah the silent mode yes the therapy ride okay the rude ride Mm -hmm. and one that hasn't been mentioned yet that's my favorite the creepy ride. Oh. So what happens is you're in the Uber and you're driving around town and every mile or so he'll just glance up at the mirror and look at you <laughs> and just sort of stare you down for a second and then go back to driving and then oh. look up in the mirror at you. See, that's not what I thought the creepy ride would be. The See, the creepy ride would be the one time that I was in the car with Bean and then uh, he rolled down the window and yelled at a woman, Hello! <laughs> <laughs> That's very different. Yeah. That's the bean ride. I thought that would be the creepy ride. And you don't ever want that. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Jesus, Brad being in for Allie today is like Debbie Downer, right? Right. <laughs> Bringing <laughs> us all bad about news. The Michael Jackson thing, talking about the Lakers thing. Allie doesn't do all bad news. Keith Flint from Prodigy, very sad news. I think we need some good news, you guys. I think it's time to turn this ship around and present great news. When you wake up, all you hear is bad news. So bad it makes you want to hit the snooze. Kevin and Bean can make that go away. It's time for great news today. Great news. All right, I'm going to start with a story out of San Diego. There was a bookstore owner named Seth Marco. Bookstore owner seems like a, a tough road to hoe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right it does. With clerk in a blockbuster, Amazon. Yeah, yeah. Um, he learned that he had to have open heart surgery in January. So they have Ooh. a so they have a three year old. They had to make sure that was she was taken care of. Then they were just going to close the store because the wife was going to be taking care of him. Mm-hmm. What do they do? Listen to this. Jennifer Powell and her husband, Seth Marco, love sharing their passion for books with others. But in the last days of January, the couple discovered that Seth needed emergency open heart surgery. Very intense surgery, but there was no other option. Thankfully, he made it out okay, but was in no shape to work. And since Jennifer was taking care of him and their three-year-old daughter, neither could she. But once word started to spread, they realized their doors wouldn't stay closed for long. Everybody really kind of jumped into action, like, almost immediately, which is really wonderful because then we were literally only closed for a day. Colleagues from other bookstores decided to staff the shop free of charge until Jennifer and Seth could get back on their feet. Their their competition. Wow. That's fantastic. The competition's bookstore said, you know what, we're going to keep your store open. That's fantastic. That's amazing. I'm I'm grateful for anyone who keeps a bookstore open in 2019. Believe me, we there's no greater joy than walking into a bookstore and finding books you didn't even know you needed. But you you haven't had sex, had you been right? Because that's (laughs) a little better joy for me. But for the for the competition, now how many bookstores are there in San Diego? I mean, I can't imagine there are a lot. So the competition says we're going to keep yours open. I think that's that's really fantastic. It's not really hard to believe that this happened. But it is still heartwarming to see that it actually did come, you know, come into place. Jennifer telling us she and her husband are touched by the outpouring of support. I think he would probably say, I don't know how to thank you, (laughs) but I will probably spend the rest of my life trying to. From our customers, to our friends, to our volunteer staff, um, just thank you. And it wasn't just the competition in the bookstore. It was just people in town that Mm -hmm. were aware of it that said, I'll take a shift. So great. I'll take a shift. Very yeah. That's really amazing. And that's my great news. Oh, 
I, I get to get the reverb? Well, we'll see. I'm so excited now. <laughs> see if your story qualifies. All right. All right. Well, I, I did my research, and, okay. I, and I've got some great news. Uh, Wayne Hayer. Not, oh, not, 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 not yet. Not yet. yet. Not yet. Okay, not yet. Okay. Wayne Hayer is a student at Morehouse College in Atlanta, in Atlanta Georgia. And, uh, Hot Atlanta, we call it on oh, the show. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Hot Atlanta. Peace up. A-town. Uh, and they and he needed to go to class. He needed to go to his algebra class. Now, he is a single father, and he could not find a babysitter for his kid. And this was apparently a very important class where they were going to give a lot of notes right before a big exam. And so he did what, unfortunately, a lot of parents have to do sometime when you just bring your kid. That is the only option that you have is to bring your kid. So uh, he brought his child. And rather than everyone look down like, hey, what the heck are you doing? You got a kid in the class? The teacher, Nathan Alexander, said, don't worry. I'll watch the baby, strap the baby to his chest in a baby Bjorn. And ran out? And taught the class. <laughs> okay. <laughs> taught the class, gave notes. What? There, there's photos up on CNN.com. And, uh, yeah, he teaches the whole class with a baby on his chest. That's insane. Yeah. So the, so the dad, Wayne, could sit there and take notes and not be disturbed and, and, not, and not have to worry about it. Wow. I'm not surprised. I love it. <laughs> That night, I just got really excited because I saw the baby in a baby Bjorn. I'm like, oh, that could be a transportation option for me. I could do that. Oh my god, full time. When I get when I when I get too drunk, my wife can just throw me in that and just take me home. I like it. It'd be great. And that is my great news. No, that's not. It's on. What are you talking it about? Was? Yes. Oh, great news. All right. <laughs> And uh, finally, uh, my story comes out of South Carolina. I hope you saw this viral video a few days ago. Two adorable little Girl Scouts, they're about seven and eight, are out front of a supermarket selling Girl Scout cookies. And it is butt cold. It's uh, right around... (laughs) How cold is butt cold? Well, in this case, like 34 degrees is what it was. That qualifies as butt cold. The nicest man in the world comes by and decides he doesn't want them to have to stand out there to sell their dumb cookies. Listen to what he did. When a good Samaritan saw these South Carolina Girl Scouts selling cookies in 34 degree weather, he decided to buy all their boxes. The Scouts cookie manager says the man handed them $540 for the cookies so that they could get out of the cold. I mean, come on. I'll buy everything you've got just so you don't wow. have to stand out here and you make the money for the for the Girl Scouts. That's amazing. She told CNN that they had already been out there for two hours selling cookies, adding that the act of kindness earned him a place in the girls' hearts. Gilma Avalos for CBS Chicago. So one of the girls' moms put that on Facebook and it went viral. And I'm happy to say that nothing bad ever happened as a result of this man um, or this story. He continues to be an angel. Have you seen... The he continues to do nothing but great work. Have he's you seen the, the update on him? Person, he's the type of person we should all aspire to be. Did you see the next story on oh, him? The, oh, the part where he was three days later arrested for distribution of heroin, cocaine, and fentanyl? Yeah. <laughs> Same guy. 46-year-old Dietrich <laughs> Fat McGowan, age 46. Again, nicknamed Fat <laughs> Which explains why he was buying $500 worth of Girl Scout cookies, by the way. Diedrich Fat McGowan arrested in South Carolina by the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration on those charges that Hmm. I mentioned. Apparently, the warrant had gone out for his arrest three days before he performed the act of kindness with the Girl Scouts by buying all these cookies. DEA spokesperson says it had nothing to do with the viral photo. It was just totally unrelated. Just bad luck on his behalf. But I mean, is that the end of your great news story? (laughs) Well, I'm saying he may be in jail for distribution of heroin. (laughs) 
But it's great news for the Girl Scouts, right? Sure. So we'll just go with that. All right. The Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. DJ Omar Hot Con, is that what we're calling him? Hey, uh, I thought it was Homar. Homar, sorry. <laughs> just Homar. Hey, Homar. How are you? Brad, you don't know this, but somehow the ladies uh, have uh, been peeping out Omar when we do oh, Instagram Live. I know this. No. You do know Because this. I am somewhat associated with this show, and uh-huh. I have had people hit me up and be like, so what's Omar's you deal? You too? <laughs> yeah. Well, what the hell's happening? <laughs> well, I don't know what happened. I don't know how Omar got hot, wow. but he's now officially referred to as Homar. And, he and I'm has... like, even if, you think, even if you think you're attractive, which in the words of Gene Simmons, you're a very handsome, powerful man, Omar. But <laughs> at, at the same time, like, once you hear you talk, doesn't it ruin it? Hey, how dare you? <laughs> I just want to sing. It should ruin it. I That's just want to clarify. We're talking about Omar North Tower. That's right. right. Yeah. Okay. And by the way, uh, plenty of gentlemen uh, reaching out as well. Omar's yeah. sexuality is uh, it's is fluid. Yeah. yeah, attractive to everybody. Changes, so changes on the day. The reason you are here, though, is because you just went through a blessed event in your life this weekend. Yes. Yes. You have questions. I do. So my uh, youngest turned five, and uh, I think, you know, you should have a big party when your kid turns five, 10, 13, 18 if they want it. But yeah, so we did this huge party, and uh, like parties nowadays are out of control. Yeah, no question. Okay? Yeah. Because not only do you need a candy station, you need a snack station, ice cream bar. <laughs> uh, we, we, you have a cake, right? And on top of this. How did you learn all of this? Just um, from going to other parties? Yes. And, you know, we don't want to be outdone. You yeah, know what I mean? And, and also, and, and then also, I love Zozo to death. So I of think course. she deserves it. Of right. Course. So I yeah, want her to have the best. If, what would happen if you just had a bowl of popcorn and a frozen DVD? I mean, would that Riots. not be a party? <laughs> no, then I'd get bored. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so not only that, you have, you have all the food that you have to mm-hmm. buy. So you, you're buying like 10 pizzas and then all the hot dogs. And you have to get two piñatas now. What? You have to get two, two piñatas in case the, the the first one breaks with five kids in and you still have a line of kids. Oh, interesting. You have to have a backup piñata, right? <laughs> Filled with candy. Wow. And on top of that, you have games uh-huh. and, and you have to buy prizes for those games when the kids win, right? Right. And then on top of that, entertainment. And mm-hmm. our entertainment is that we got a Hello Kitty to show up for two hours. I saw your picture with Hello Kitty, yes. and it was creepy as hell. It's a little <laughs> not, bit creepy. Not Mr. Clown? Why didn't you hire Mr. Clown? Oh, man. I should have thought Because that. he loves his daughter, yeah. Bean. Maybe when they turn 10, they can stand Mr. Clown. <laughs> You'll float too, Omar. That's uh, the Armenian comedian, for those of you that don't know. So we have 20 kids, which is yeah. a ton of kids. Okay. okay. Yeah. And they're and all around Zoe's age? All around Zoe's age, and they're having a blast. But So after the party's all said and done all these kids expect a goodie gift bag at the end of the day that's become a thing and so after you spending all of that money on the party yes now you have to give every kid that's there Mm -hmm. a gift Exactly. Filled with uh, some candy, some toys of some kind, some like Hello Kitty tattoos and all this stuff that's essentially garbage. Okay, but you have to spend money on these garbage things because it's just become a thing. When I was a kid, you just show up to the party, you ate, you got you got candy, you hit the piñata, and then you're on your way you home. And it, out, was good, and it was yeah. good times. Yeah. I don't know where when this got started, but it's just insane to me. I, I don't That's know. That's been going on for a while. Why it is, is insane. The, why? I, don't, I don't know. I don't know why kids leaving the party where you gave them candy and pizza and everything else... Mm-hmm. I don't know why they need a gift. So like, you had 
fun at our party. You yeah. ate. Right. You played. All good. It's, all good. See, it's par- it's party socialism. That that's what it is. It's party <laughs> socialism where one where one kid has all the party. That's the one percent kid. And then, but now we're not we're not happy with with your child being yeah. the center of attention. So now we have to trickle down that attention. It's trickle down socialism economics. Mm. And it, it, I don't even know if that makes sense. I and then it, it goes out I to think the younger kids. Freaking Bernie Sanders must be <laughs> right? yeah. somehow. Son of a bitch. That's what I think. Yeah. So. So what happens if you don't, though? What happens if you get up at the end of the party and you say, hey, I'm so glad you guys were able to come and I'm so glad you guys had a nice time. Zoe, we'll see you at school tomorrow. Bye-bye. So I don't know where my wife got this idea. So we, we on top of the gift bags, we uh, took a little cute picture of Zoe and we made like little mini- miniature thank you for coming to our party. Okay. Uh, little pictures, right? All right. So... What had happened was, and if you guys can afford to get some sort of costume character, if your daughter loves a princess or whatever, I really strongly, I know, and you know, not everybody could afford it, but I strongly suggest it because, man, as a parent, it gives you two hours of just a breather. It's awesome. And those kids okay. are hanging off that character. Exactly, right? <laughs> exactly. You know, so, uh, so it's, it's, it's about $350, and they also bring the goodie bags. Up what? To 20 kids. What? I didn't know that. Neither did I. Until so the Hello day Kitty up. brought the bags that you gave as parting gifts. Well, the one thing that Hello Kitty didn't bring <laughs> that's, that we got promised were the goodie bags. Oh, <laughs> you got ripped off by Hello Kitty. So. At the end of the day, not all the kids. But was there that was a just, panic buy? There, no, no, oh. no. We, we were already halfway into the party, so dude. So no way to know. No wow. way to know. So so what happened was they forgot the bags, so they just started handing out all the little toys and stuff in the kids' hands, right? But no official gift bag. Right. Oh, so there's one kid. You disgust me. Right? That's embarrassing. <laughs> I'm embarrassed wa- to know you. Who's walking out? He's like, where's my gift bag? Oh. And I'm all like, beat a kid. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that kid gets thrown to a wood but chipper. Was, yeah, right? Oh, All right, let's take God. one phone call. Let's make it Mike in Los Angeles. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. This is an issue close to my heart. I have two boys, four and two years old, and they have parties. And I told my wife she is not allowed to buy junky Chinese nine-cent toys to put in the goodie bags because when I get them and we get them home, we just throw them away because it's crap. Okay. Yeah. Also, second part, the goodie bag is... The parting is to get the kids to leave. Is to get them. It's like a oh. like a breakup. It's a sense of closure. It's like getting your hoodie back. <laughs> Here's your goodie bag. Get the hell out. Beat really? it, kid. Yeah, I that, love that. That's the sign. So it's you're over. bribing Bye. them to go home. A hundred percent. Huh. I like I like having parties and I have people over. So I never tell them to get out. You know, I think the longer the party goes, I'm good with it. So I'm very different than Mike. Wow. Yeah. I like I'm Mike's team, plan better. But I, I'm but way I, team Mike here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Kevin and Bean Show, world famous K Rock. The Momo Challenge, you guys. It's all I'm seeing online right now. Have you heard about it? Are you down with the Momo Challenge? I'm not down with it, but I have heard of it. You have heard. Brad, have you heard about the Momo Challenge? I have no idea what that is. Many tweeters, including Kim Kardashian, to her millions and millions of followers, have said, Warning, please read This Is Real. There is a thing called Momo that is instructing children to kill themselves. And then it has an attached screenshot of a Facebook post that reads, inform everyone you can. Now, for folks who haven't seen it, Momo looks like, well, it's an art art piece for a museum in Japan last year or the year before. And it looks kind of like the girl from The Ring. It's just kind of a creepy, like, super pale. Almost a cartoon version. Yeah, right. With big big eyes and long black hair. Yeah. 
And what is being talked about is that somehow this Momo character is popping up in YouTube videos, not only on regular YouTube, but on kids' YouTube. And all of these kids are being given instructions on stabbing people, on killing their parents, on killing themselves. Now, the reason I'm approaching this kind of lightheartedly is because, by all accounts, it's not at all real. It's It's never happened. It's It's a viral hoax. It's a viral hoax that's been perpetuated by the local news, by police who issue warnings because they've heard about it, by scared parents all over the world. And look... Anytime, if you're a parent and another parent or somebody you follow on social media says, this is out there and it's real and it's dangerous, you err on the side of caution. Of course. You're mm-hmm. concerned about that because you want to make sure that your child isn't exposed to something like that. So I totally get why people are afraid of it. But it is a viral hoax as far as we know. And YouTube says they have never, and of course the complaints go to YouTube when stuff like this happens. YouTube says they have never been able to find a single video that somebody has spliced in this Momo character telling kids to do bad things. So how would that get started? Just somebody thought, I'm going to start a fake thing and see if I can get any traction with it? I don't know. And apparently this isn't even new. Apparently this was going around uh, a year and a half ago. Back then, I didn't hear about it, but it was Hmm. apparently a thing that was on WhatsApp that was encouraging teenagers to do bad things. Now they're saying that it's much younger kids and it's on YouTube. It's already gone around the world. There were months where it was the hottest thing going on in in, uh, Central America and Mexico. But what were they, if it was that big around the world, were they telling stories or were they just going with what the story was? Here's what it is. People... I heard of a kid who. Right. That's what it is. I heard of a kid who. I haven't seen it, but I know that it's out there and it's real. Yes. Yeah, this happens a lot. And one of the main stories that has happened to me literally my entire life Mm -hmm. is everyone has told me there's a city in Long Beach. (laughs) It's a midget town. That's true. Everyone. No, my friend friend went there and they chase you. That one's true. That's very different than Momo. Uh, Brad, we covered that for years of this show. No no one's been there. People were always calling and telling us where it was. Uh, These trends, according to Rolling Stone, these trends are part of a moral panic fueled by parents' fears in wanting to know what their kids are up to. In other words, they think, hey, if I can protect my kid from Momo, I can protect my kid, period. I got to tell you, it is... It is frightening to know that your kid has access to yeah. everything on the internet. So Absolutely. I do understand where that fear comes from. But sure. Okay. So two things that we want to do in this uh, this segment. One of the main reasons we wanted to bring it up, I think, is to uh, p- help you put aside your fears if you've heard of the Momo Challenge and are afraid that your kid is going to somehow see it and act on it. Okay. Because by all accounts, again, fake viral hoax okay that's thing one thing two is we want to hear from you if we're wrong and you've seen it you've come across the momo challenge now on this the is internet very important not a friend right <laughs> not my brother right right you've seen it my you've f- seen it with your own eyes yes. because if you've seen it with your own eyes you're way ahead of youtube who's been looking hard and following up every single complaint uh, and has not been able to find the Momo Challenge. Okay, thing three, and this is going to turn everything I've just said upside down. 
Great. Because here's a woman on the news who says that it happened to her daughter and she saw it with her own eyes. Why would she say something like this if the Momo Challenge weren't real? I'll let you decide. Pearl Woods is careful about what videos her 12-year-old can watch online. I have parental control filters on here. Um, I have Apple filters on here as well. Zoe has autism and a few weeks ago began displaying some unusual behavior. Where's suicide coming from? Why would she ask me about a knife going into an outlet? Then last weekend, Zoe turned the kitchen gas stove on without letting it light creating a potentially explosive situation. She kept telling me about Momo, and I just didn't understand. Okay, so Okay, that's scary. That's the kid, though, telling her that it's about Momo. Now, is the kid hearing about the Momo challenge and somehow getting caught up? The kid's autistic, by the way, if that makes a difference. Getting caught up in the drama of Momo and thinking, oh, I've seen it too? Is this, is this kid imagining it, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, maybe, maybe the kid saw a news report about the hoax. And that's very possible. That's well, what that, I think a lot of it does credit. Yeah. Let's talk to uh, our friend Ryan, who streams us from Columbia, Tennessee. Now, Ryan, you've seen the Momo Challenge or someone you know has? Uh, so a friend of mine texted me. <laughs> no, hey, no, 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 all right, um, go ahead. I'm sorry. So, yeah, wah, wah, wah. Uh, <laughs> What's so happening? I decided to be the responsible parent and ask my children about it. Apparently, my daughter has already cried over it twice. She's seven. She watches YouTube videos all the time. There's all these little things. My boy knew exactly who it was. He's nine. He was just like, yeah, well, I've seen that before. All blah, right, but blah. Let, me, let me ask you a question. I mean, we've gotten to the point now where there's stories and there yeah. are people in uh, social media that are putting that image out there saying is it possible that's what they saw right no they watch youtube videos and it pops up on their YouTube. how does videos. youtube not know that or are they just lying um you know that's a i'm, I'm not that tech savvy hmm. i'm just going off with my child because here's the deal i didn't know about it until someone says something okay, and but then here's, i asked but my here's children the thing. Ryan, I'm not I'm not saying you're a liar, but I am saying your kids are dumb. Here's the thing is that lots of parents have claimed that yeah. they have seen the Momo challenge on their kids' video that they're watching and that they have immediately there's a process on YouTube where you can report offensive or dangerous content. And YouTube follows up on every single one of theirs and says, We looked at that exact same video that you flagged and contacted us about, and there's no Momo. So it's coming from somewhere, but no one's found a video that has the Momo challenge in it. Uh, evidently, my if, if I ask my daughter out of the blue and she gets it, she freaks out about it. She's seven. It's real. That's all I'm saying. Okay, but I'm going to ask I again. Mean, I, I, is it possible she's seen it someplace? Yes. But other kids have talked about it. Right. May, maybe she's at school and some other kid came in and said that they showed had a seen it and said, right. oh, have you seen this person? Right, right, right. So, so I'm just saying, is that no, no? I'm just saying, is it possible that she saw no. a report on it or something like that? No. What All right, Ryan. You so keep believing you? everything your kids tell you. It's going to go well. Yeah. Thank you for the call, sir. <laughs> Let's you. Sorry. I just want to talk to Denise real quick because she works at a school and she's got uh, apparently she's heard a lot about the Momo Challenge. Denise Westcovina, thank you for calling. In. What's going on? Hey. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Um. So I actually work at, a, at an elementary school. And I was watching the second graders play the other day, and they were playing tag, but they were getting kind of rowdy. 
So I was like, hey, what are you guys doing? And they told me that they were playing Momo. And um, so, like, if Momo tags you, then they, like, fall to the ground and die. Right. And I had already heard, and I had already heard about the challenge. So I was like, you guys, that's really bad. Like, how do we even know about Momo? And they were like, well, my pa- our parents tell us that Momo, like, wants you to kill your family and stuff. And I was <laughs> what? Like, <laughs> why, would, why would their parents tell them that? I, and then I even asked them, like, have you guys actually seen Momo? And everyone's like, no, we've never seen it. Because, like, our parents won't let us watch YouTube. But it's like, but they're still telling them. So they wouldn't even know about Momo if the so, parents wouldn't tell them that. Yeah, it's possible that there are a lot of parents who are seeing this on the news or on Facebook, and they're going to their kids and saying, look, there's this thing out there called the Momo Challenge, and it's very scary, and it's very dangerous, and stay away from it. And then right. the kids all talk to each other about it. But exactly. again, it still doesn't look like it's real. Yes. Yeah, I'm, so me and my husband actually looked it up after we heard about it, because I do have a six-year-old that watches a lot of YouTube, so we were kind of concerned. Mm-hmm. But, like, the stuff that you find is just people, like, pretending to have Momo call them and stuff like that. Like, we've never actually found any evidence of Momo actually out there. Right. So it's actually the parents making it worse. Look, we don't know f- for sure that it's a hoax, right? But we certainly hope so. And there's no yeah. evidence to the contrary. It's like dinosaurs. It's all a hoax. <laughs> It's like dinosaurs. (laughs) It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast Allie's out today brad williams uh, on twitter at funny brad uh filling in for Allie with what's happening here on this monday morning that's right well good morning everybody uh let's look at some box office numbers over the weekend uh coming in at number one again how to Train Your Dragon with $30 million. Wow. And that's, this is week two, I think. Uh, I hear those are very good, those films. Yeah, they're great. And uh, it's still kids, man. Kids yeah. want to go see it a bunch of times. Kids want to bring the whole family. And it's killing it. Number two, 
<sighs> it's very appropriate that it's in spot number two. Mm-hmm. Tyler Perry's Medea family funeral. Twenty-seven million, everybody. That's an enormously successful franchise. What is this? Like the tenth movie or something? Seven. I think so. Million. Yeah, that's uh, something. Now this is allegedly the last film. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. He seems pretty serious about it. Yes, but hasn't every single one been a huge moneymaker? Yeah. Every one. Have, yeah. yeah. I, I don't get, like, as long as it makes money, there will probably be people that still beg him to make more. That's and what I, I think. And can you, if the, like, at this point, is there an event that people won't see Medea go do? Is there, like... So far, no. Medea waits for a bus. Medea attends a bris. Medea <laughs> hands out kid bags at the Look at all the birthday movies party. you're coming up with. I mean... Medea's living in his car. Yeah. <laughs> this is her, like, please. Her, sorry. Her. Use your proper pronouns, Kevin. How dare you? That's my bad. But I will say that Tyler Perry is incredibly busy producing lots of good television. He, he also has become a terrific actor just on his own. He also has all the money in the world. All the money in the world. Yeah. Right. But they still make the movies, yeah. and people still go out to see him. Mm-hmm. And I will say this. Uh, number three was Alita Battle Angel. This is the only movie on the entire top ten that I have seen, and I loved it. I saw that one, too, and I liked it a lot. It was awesome. Yeah. And that made $7 million, so a big drop-off from number one and two. Uh, then you have movies like The Lego Movie 2, uh, Green Book got a nice little bump after the Oscars, uh, Fighting With My Family, which I'm going to see. That's the WWE mo- so uh, movie. So And Isn't It Romantic, Greta, What Men Want, and Happy Death Day to You rounds up the top ten. I saw Greta. Because yeah. we talked to Chloe... Great Moretz. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Last week. I should, it, I should have let you struggle. Yeah. And, um, it was Darn better it. than I... Even than I thought. I thought yeah. it would be good. Yeah. It was better than I thought. Yeah. I, uh, I was really surprised, but I loved it. Well, and if... Let's say you're streaming this or listening to the podcast in uh, New York, and you're tired of going to see movies, and you want to go see a Broadway show. Okay. Well... An amazing Broadway residency is coming to New York. Oh, my gosh. It's Morrissey, everybody. Morrissey. (sighs) Showing up. He has a spotty track record at (laughs) best. I'm not throwing any shade on him in any other way except for it's a coin flip when you're going to a Morrissey show. Yeah. Whether Morrissey's going to be part of that Morrissey show. It's a seven-date residency. Only seven dates. Uh, Tickets will go on sale March 8th at the... I'll make four of them. I'll say four. (laughs) (laughs) Do we want to have an over-under for some credits? Look, when he headlined or was scheduled to headline (laughs) our Acoustic Christmas a couple years ago, from the moment we announced it, we said, Morrissey, if he decides to show. I mean, we prepped people all the way up until the show. That mm-hmm. it's Morrissey, and there's a 50-50 chance he's not going to be there. So please understand that. We don't want you getting mad at us if he cancels. But he, he was there, and he was great, remember? Uh, no, he actually did cancel. Oh, he canceled. <laughs> he cancels if the wind is blowing wrong that day. He goes, well, I can't perform. It's yeah. Just, I, no one has, I'm so no one has, has Yeah, no one has postponed or canceled more shows ever, I don't think, here's what he has. Here's what you need to do. If you're in New York, just buy tickets to all eight nights. Uh-huh. And you'll get to see them probably <laughs> twice. once or twice. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Good idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, let's let's go on to some news of someone who's actually do some doing some good. This story was almost in uh, the uh, great news segment, All right. but uh, Lakers great Kareem Abdul-Jabbar 
sold a lot of his personal memorabilia and made nearly $3 million for charity. Wow. Charity. So it's not just he's broke and needs to sell stuff. That's right. great. He's giving it away. Yeah. And uh, the charity is his Skyfook, uh, Skyfook, uh, Skyhook Foundation uh, that sends children from economically challenged backgrounds to summer camps that focus on science, technology, and engineering. That's fantastic. So $3 million. And this is not just like, oh, I gave you my mouthpiece. Right. He sold four of his six championship rings. Wow. He sold MVP trophies. He sold signed game-worn jerseys. He was giving away the good stuff. Wow, that's amazing. Yes. And you know, Brad, I don't want to put you on the spot, but what yeah. would a what would a uh, Lakers championship ring from Kareem Abdul-Jabbar go for? Do you have any idea? Well, I will tell you. His 1985 championship ring sold for $343,000. Wow, that's amazing. And the 80 and 88 rings only went for a mere $245,000. I was on this charity you auction. Were. You I tried was, to buy stuff? I was trying to get a jersey because me and a cream jersey I think would look hilarious. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and I was like, alright, I'll wear go it like for a dress. Yeah, I'll wear a game-worn Kareem Mumu and uh, I'll do that and I was going to bet five grand. No no chance. Five grand. No. Don't be ridiculous. Chance. But uh, what a great th- thing that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was doing. Shout out to you, Kareem. I agree. That's and awesome. that's about the only good Laker news that we have going on right now. Uh, so that's the one thing that Lakers can look forward to. That and a draft pick. The best thing we have going on now as Lakers fans is that Kareem is giving away rings. <laughs> it's like, keep your rings, Kareem. We're not going to get another one for a long time. Don't be giving them away. It's very cool that he does that for charity, though. I like that. Absolutely. Let's get to some celebrity birthdays, everybody. Patricia Heaton, you remember her from Everybody Loves Raymond. I think Dave does a great impression of Raymond, doesn't he? Yeah, Not we'll, really, no. We'll have to get him in here to do his impression of Raymond for the next birthday. <laughs> Move on, Brad. Hey. <laughs> That's it. Is that Chewbacca? That's it. That's his impression. Uh, Catherine O'Hara's birthday is today. And uh, some athlete, I don't know why he's on this sheet. It's uh, Landon Donovan. Landon Donovan. Must be one of those like European soccer players. They have like like, the umlauts above the O or something like that. He's the greatest American player ever. Donovan. So uh, happy birthday, Donovan. And uh, I'm Brad Williams filling in for Allie McKay. And that's what's happening. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock, K-R-O-Q. So uh, Friday morning, Brad, in for Allie, mm-hmm. we came in, and you know at the start of every show, we play our little intro, and then Kevin, Kevin comes out and welcomes everybody to the show and gives the date. Yep. Well, we didn't do it, but we had a discussion about how, how funny it would be and how possible it would be to convince Kevin that it was not March 1st, but that it was actually February 29th and this was a leap year. <laughs> Kevin, for folks who don't know, is, is Ron Burgundy. Yes. He will read anything that is put in front of him on a teleprompter. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I've made so many mistakes. Mm-hmm. That when something like that comes up that I disagree with, yeah. I assume I'm wrong. Because <laughs> you're like, well, I can go with my thoughts, right. which will which be wrong. Which have always hurt me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just accept what's being given to me. Right. Right. So, so I'm glad was, you didn't follow through with it. Yes. We thought it would have been very funny because not only would we have Kevin thinking all day long that it was February 29th, but then the next day he would wake up and think, okay, now it's March 1st, <laughs> and he'd be off a day. And then March 2nd, he'd be off a day. And then March 3rd. And we felt like he wouldn't realize until maybe Christmas time. How dare you? you could that he was one day behind. You could, you could have kept that going 
for so for the long. rest of my life. <laughs> if you just kept the papers on the desk as the as, as the day exactly, after. Exactly. Yes. So we didn't uh, we didn't do it, and I kind of regret it because I think it would have been funny. But our uh, beloved Lister Edwin, who's with us every morning and sends in a lot of great suggestions, he's a big fan of the show. He said. I think this would be a fun phone topic for you to find out what kind of cons K-Rock listers have pulled on their friends and family and coworkers, and how long they got away with it. So you tricked yeah. somebody into thinking something, and how mm-hmm. long were you able to keep that going? Yeah. Yes. Because it's a lot of fun, let's face it. So <laughs> we're going to take your calls on this at 1-800-520-1067. That's the number to call or text, and I have no idea what we're going to get, but mm-hmm. I understand... We've got some stories to get us started here in the room. Well, when I was in high school, mm-hmm. I was not a good person. What? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I was sort of an ass. Okay. So we found this teacher, and we liked her, so I'm not sure why we did this. Yeah. But we all got together, and we said, let's see if each one of us goes up to her at different times in the day and says, hey, are you okay? You're not looking great. You know what? You're not looking like you feel very well. If, if one person after another after another went right. up to her and said that, yeah. could we get it in her mind that she's not feeling well? Mm. And she would leave and go home. And by the way, it worked. She what? left. <laughs> she left and she went home for the day. No, and don't applaud was, that. That's a horrible and thing. she was totally fine, though. Yeah. Yes. Right? Totally fine, but probably 9, 10, 11 of us yeah. at different times would go... Hey, you all right? You look like you're not feeling well. <laughs> and so she started sort of getting that in her head, and enough people tell you that yeah. separately from everybody else. I think that would be a pretty easy thing to pull on anyone. To be fair, when you are teaching Kevin anything, you right. are looking for any excuse to get out of there. <laughs> That's true. She played it yeah. perfectly. Because she does feel like her occupation is futile at this point, right. because clearly you <laughs> yes. can't be taught. So I think all this time I got it over on her when she literally just took advantage of me. <laughs> and you just now realize wow. that. Wow. 1-800-520-1067. Yeah. What did you convince somebody of, and yes. for how long were you able to keep it going? All right, Brad, you've been champing at the bit what do you have oh man uh there was a comedian that i did a tour with uh his name is juan villarreal he is out of houston texas and we were doing a show in columbus ohio for those you don't know that is ohio state university the ohio state university okay and i convinced him that uh this area of ohio it's close enough to michigan they are the biggest michigan fans in the oh world. Oh my God. So Juan goes up on stage and, and he does a joke where he says a certain group of people is not very intelligent and he tags it with, just like all those Ohio State fans, right? Go Michigan. And the oh place. Oh my God. Uh, Kevin. <laughs> they I rioted. That. I love they that. were That's their bitterest rival. Yes, they were throwing stuff at him, That's and I'm awesome. just backstage laughing. Did he ever glance over at you? Like, yes. Dude. And he saw me laughing, and he immediately knew what happened. That's <laughs> Sorry. awesome. Sorry, Juan. That's fantastic. All right, let's squeeze in a couple calls before the break. 1-800-520-1067. I like where these are going. Let's go to Justin first, please. Line two. Justin is in Irvine. Welcome to the show. So you had a long con. You convinced your friend of something and got away with it for how long? Well, it wasn't a long con, but it was a good con. I was on the uh, my family camping trip. We go on every year. And after a day of fishing and whatnot, we're all sitting around the campfire having a couple cold ones. And some fellow campers start this conversation about politics with my dad. 
Now, uh, it starts getting heated. Excuse my language. Oh, this is about to get physical. Mm. Um, and so they didn't know it was my dad that they were talking to. So I go, well, I really hope this doesn't get physical because that guy right there was the 1977 heavyweight boxing champion. You made that up out of whole cloth. Just made it up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because my dad is a 6'4", almost 300-pound dude, but wow. a scientist, a total goofball. Like, <laughs> couldn't, couldn't, couldn't do anything. Couldn't right. throw a softball. Um <laughs> <laughs> and, and so they're like, really? And I'm like, yeah. And the thing is, his claim to fame is he won four fights without throwing a right hand. <laughs> like, Just pile like, it on. That's pretty so sweet. They creep up behind it, their, their buddy there that's getting all all heated with my dad. And like, hey, 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 let's cool, let's cool this down. Let's go back to our camp. <laughs> that's fantastic. How, well, long, how long were you able to keep it going? They, we never told him it wasn't true. My awesome. dad didn't even know what was happening. I just let him walk off. <laughs> they, they might still believe it. Now, I, I only have to... I, it's a great story, and I love that you called and told yeah. us. But your dad's a white guy, right? Oh, Jan. Jan, yeah. He's, he's how, a white guy. On, how on earth did these people believe that? <laughs> I, I said he was the Irish. He said he was Irish, and he, he was the 1977 heavyweight boxing champion of the world. That's pretty strong. He was far enough back that they just... Figured they didn't know. Sure. That's fantastic. I love it. Thank you so much for the call. We appreciate it, Justin. 1-800-520-1067. You convinced somebody of something, and it, and you were able to keep it going for a while. We want to hear your calls next on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. Let's take one phone call. It's Karen from Duarte. Good morning, Karen. Hey, how are you? Good, Great. thank you. We are uh, talking about you were able to convince somebody of something that wasn't true and keep them believing it for a while. What was yours? A while presently and eight years eight years so, <laughs> and going oh and going because we made a pack eight of us went on a cruise ship right we all decided we'd have a good time my boyfriend gets all mingled up on the first night with some sc football players who brought a little handles of jack daniels mm-hmm. he's wasted we lose him he's convinced that when we did find him we found him naked in a jacuzzi on the deck under the dining floor and Everybody saw him naked on the deck, and we had to carry him down to the room where he got sick all And night. he has no memory of that, so mm-hmm. he believes it. He believes it 150%. That's and awesome. And we've all decided we're not telling him. We're not that... telling him until we're all together. <laughs> That's awesome. That's fantastic. <laughs> I love that. Now, Thank i got to say, if somebody is on and knows this guy and knows the story, do not tell him. Keep it going. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it Let's going. Let's go for 10. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Karen, we are going to be your co-conspirator on that. Thank you very much for the call. From the 415 Michael listing in San Francisco, when I was a kid, maybe five, six, seven years old, my sister convinced me that the doctor mistook my penis for an umbilical cord and chopped it off at birth. And the one that I had was a mechanical penis. I believed her for two years. That's awesome. Dear Kevin and Bean, Patrick writes in, in college, I used to go dancing at the same bar every week. I met an American girl, he's Canadian, by the way, who had recently come back from a semester abroad in Chile. And I introduced myself as Alvaro, who spoke only Spanish just for kicks. I told her I was from <laughs> Colombia. Well, awkwardly, we hit it off and ended up dating. I kept up the ruse for how long, you guys, did he only speak Spanish to her? They now have three children. 
children. <laughs> Six weeks. Wow. He spoke Spanish. You know what? Brilliant because we all know that ladies love the foreigners, right? They love the accent. Sure. They, I mean, you're dating an exotic man. If he's Canadian, speaking Canadian, whatever their language is, <laughs> that's not impressive to the ladies, right? I kept up the ruse for six weeks until finally I dropped my guard and in perfect English, I accidentally blurted out, oh man, I love this song. <laughs> Didn't even mean to do it. And it happened to be Smash Mouth's All-Star, too. That's Amazingly, awesome. she didn't dump me immediately, and we ended up dating four. Brad, you were right on. Six years. Says a lot wow. about me, but I wow. think it says more about her. So how about that? I love that. All right, let's take some calls. Let's go to Joshua in Compton. Good morning, Joshua. Hey, good morning, Kevin. How are you guys doing this morning? We are very good. What's your story? Well, the, the con of the story is that I had my director for my acting college in high school the American Academy of Dramatic Arts, uh, that he was Al Pacino. <laughs> wait, wait, who? Wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> who did you tell your teacher was Al Pacino? Uh, his name was Ben Martin, a great, great director at the Academy. And to my fiance at the time. And the ruse lasted up to seven years until after we got married. I told her, oh, I wasn't Al Pacino. It was Ben Martin. Oh, my gosh, she came unglued. <laughs> oh, can you so, imagine that? Wait, so she just thought that your acting teacher was Al Pacino? So every week you'd come I home thought, and she'd be like, oh, man, you hung out with Al Pacino. How was that? And you'd have to make up a story. Not just an actor. Not, it's not just a friend, but he was my director and all this stuff. And I went to Juilliard and uh, it, it, it became a big old thing. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> that is fantastic. Thank, Thank you for the call. 1-800-520-1067. All right, let's go to Cyrus. He's in Las Vegas streaming the show here this morning. Line six, please, up next on the Kevin and Bean Show. Hey, Cyrus. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? We are good. You convinced who of what? Okay, so growing up in Eagle Rock, uh, you know, all my friends since the second grade, my best friend David, <clears throat> I told him that I was the Oscar Mayer Wiener Kid commercial who was singing, I wish I had an Oscar Mayer Wiener. You convinced him that you were that? You convinced him that you were that kid? Yes, and it went on for years. Until we were about 24, 25, we are at a party, and uh, he was talking to my sister, like, oh, my God, he must have got a lot of money for doing that role. And Your she's stupid like, what are you sister talking about? Ruined what it. role? Yeah. And, she, and he's all, the Oscar Mayer Wiener She said, he never did that. <laughs> oh, my God. It was like World War Three after that. Oh, I can't imagine. Did you but ever, was, did, yeah, did you ever, like, pay for the check? Years, like, ah, I just got years. that wiener money coming in. You think he called it wiener money? Yeah, I would. <laughs> hey, it was fun while it lasted, though. Thank you for the call, and thank you for streaming us all the way out in Las Vegas. Let's go to NoHo next, Kyle Line 7. He's up next on the Kevin and Bean Show. Hey, Kyle. Hey, hey guys. How's it going? Good, thank Good. you. You convinced who of what? Uh, I convinced my best friend's girlfriend that my fiance's middle name, uh, my fiance's super, super Italian. Uh-huh. Uh, we convinced her that my fiance's middle name is lasagna. <laughs> really? <laughs> and yeah, why? yeah. And they she, believed it. Yeah, she still believes it to this day. I, we don't know how to like break it to her. He's going to be officiating our wedding too, so at some point she's going to be at the ceremony. Oh. Like, why aren't you saying lasagna? No, pl- yeah, please let don't no keep it keep it through going. the wedding. Keep it going. Tell tell, tell your fiance about it. <laughs> Have her go along yeah, with no, it. Oh. 
Oh, my fiance knows, and she's like, like my friend's girlfriend has reached out to me and be like, is her name really lasagna? And I'm like, yeah, it's just not spelled the same. <laughs> That's fantastic. Thank you for the call. It's spelled do, like Andrea, but pronounced lasagna. Let's do Abraham line three. I don't understand why you would want to convince people of this. Abraham, what's the story here? Uh, I'm sorry. I just think some people are naive, so it's fun to take advantage. But um, uh, basically, when I was younger, I used to play with fireworks, um, and I got uh, a huge gnarly scar behind my knee. Um, and I convinced a bunch of people and just random strangers that I was hit by a shotgun, like two ball bearings and a drive-by shooting. And uh, to this day, uh, it's been about 20 years, and some people still think I got shot. Well, I mean, that's a better story than fireworks fall out, I guess. Right? Because only yeah, losers yeah. play with fireworks, was, right, Kevin? Yeah, Abraham is my soulmate. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank uh, you for the I'm call. A, Javier a... with the final word from the 562. Yeah. Hey, I convinced my wife that I was straight for years. Psych. <laughs> it's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. 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 Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I have a uh, question about your newly uh, reformed Instagram being. Yes, sir. Um, The first two pictures on your your Instagram. I'm looking at them right now. Is uh, somebody upside down in a bloody face. And then the second picture is, I believe, your wife's hands covered in blood. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, what kind of murder is going on there? Okay, and why would you post it on Instagram if you're killing people? Look, look, look. Christine, God bless her, runs a lot of the social media on the show, and she's been saying to me for years, Bean, I know you have money in Twitter and you love Twitter, but nobody's on Twitter. you got to get on Instagram. Instagram is where the people are. If you want people to see your stuff, you got to get an Instagram. You're avoiding the uh, question. I'm mm-hmm. getting there. And death, I said, murder, yeah, death and murder. What's with the murder? I said, I think I have an Instagram account, but just give me some time to try to track it down. I didn't remember what the username was, by the <laughs> track way. Track it down? It's Bean9. If you want to follow it, it's Bean9. I didn't know, uh, and I didn't have the password, so then I had to go through that whole Sorry hassle. to interrupt, but uh, murder, <laughs> what what's up? Blood? Right. So it turns out I finally, like three days ago, was able to unlock my Instagram account, and I had about a dozen photos up there from 2011. Including a murder. What's so up with it? That's part of why the answer to the question, Kevin, is I don't know. What? Because it was 2011, and you know what my memory is like. What makes you think I'm going to remember every single drifter I murdered in 2011? <laughs> it's a bloody face and then bloody hands. I mean, right. I feel like that would stand out to you it's even eight not- years ago. Right. That you last killed? Eight <laughs> years ago. But you're you're discounting murder. You're discounting. There's a picture of an ice cream truck up there. There's a picture of uh, not covered in blood. VFW hall. I mean, there's other weird stuff up there. So so pictures of two people bloodied, which we assume is a murder, and then an ice cream and then an ice cream truck. You think the ice cream truck is less creepy? (laughs) That's That's your. That's how you got around. Yes, that's the that's the vehicle you drove to lure the children in to commit the murder. What? 
Why? How? Murder? What's up? So when uh, when I, I put this all up back up online on Wednesday, or at least made it made it uh, public, I guess, because it had been private up till that point. And then Allie McKay, God God rest her soul, R.I.P. Allie, she came sure. in. Just sex. She'll be back first thing Thursday morning, and she's like, "What's with the blood?" And I had to tell her what I murder telling you, which is I don't have any memory of the blood. I'm sorry, I don't know. So she said. Why don't we get your wife on the phone? Great so, idea. And I think maybe that's the answer because, look, if 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 I didn't have my beloved wife, Donna, I don't know how I'd get up and get dressed and come to work in the morning. She is the only <laughs> thing that keeps me organized and going and, and being where I'm supposed to be because I my memory is terrible. So we should blame her for you so, still being here. So she <laughs> will remember the murder. Well, we're going to find out. But first, hey, uh, hi, Donna, first of all. <laughs> Hi, sweet pea. Oh, how, how sweet is she? All I'm saying, I just want to say free ice cream for those kids. So shut up about him. I don't know that it's a good trade-off. <laughs> Stop complaining about getting murdered. Murder for ice cream. Um, before we move on, I want, to, I want to introduce you to my favorite little midget, Brad Williams, who's on the show today, filling in for Allie. I don't think you've oh, ever spoken I, with Brad. Oh, we, oh we've I spoken, just, Bean. I I love Brad, and we have spoken, and I often um, express my disappointment that he doesn't, his little voice doesn't sound like he swallowed helium, which... She's oh, very mad that I don't sound like my height. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that seems valid. She thinks, that, she thinks I should be on air and be like, oh, come on, we're talking to Donald That seems valid. <laughs> Wizard of Oz style. Yeah. I honestly love Brad. He's like, he's a snack. All right. He is. Brad All is right. adorable. Uh, murder, what's up? <laughs> we're not, murder me. We're not yeah. talking about the topic here. That's the topic. Murder. murder, what's up, Donna? Because this was eight years ago. I just unearthed this account for the first time in the last five days. I have no idea what you and I are doing in these photos. Please, Don't please enlighten love us. That Bean, doesn't, Bean can remember every, like, B-side of every bad record That's from true. eternity. He can remember every president and vice president. He does not remember for ever marrying me. He just wakes up in the morning and goes, oh, this woman feeds me, so I think I'll stay. Who are you? And then he stopped asking, who are you? <laughs> exactly. So I love that he doesn't remember. Okay. Trivial, so you, you know. do. Murder, what's up? Um, so, uh, Murder, I didn't want to have to ask him to turn the Taylor Swift off twice, so I kind of feel like he brought it on himself. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> We're talking to Clone Bean? <laughs> <laughs> um, there's blood all over your hands, though. I'm hoping uh, that you'll shed yes. some, some light on the mystery. Well, there are two different stories. The blood on your face and the blood on my hands are not oh. related, even oh, though that... you put them in follow-up. So I just That's Bean's face? That... That's Bean's that face? Is, that is Bean's face okay. that is bleeding. And I look I like I had the crap to... beaten out of me. Yes. Bean has this thing. He's, you know, he's been... Money on things like, you know, a Corey Ray Jepsen CD, but he won't spend money on a fresh disposable razor. So There's no he, way. He shaves his face every morning with like a hundred year old razor. There's and he no just way. Cuts the crap out of it. I'm not joking. It's that, not a joke. That all I happened finally, shaving? That all of that happened. What? <laughs> How are you not dead, I'm Bean? Not I do and lose you know, a lot not, of blood every morning when I shave. It's not like. And you guys wonder why he faints all the time. I mean, it's like it's not like he quits after the first cut. He keeps. He's like, oh, this will get better. <laughs> you know? Well, I just feel like the first cut is the deepest, it. and if I can oh, survive, you that, go straight to oh. Why is his face uh, bloody and upside down? 
I think he just forgot to rotate that picture. His face isn't actually <laughs> okay. All right, so you guys are satisfied that my photo no. is innocent. No, no, that my photo is innocent. No. And there was no murder involved in my picture. I don't. No murder I'm not buying that you could do that much damage yeah. with a razor. Yeah. Have you met Bean? I have, but... I'm, I'm a terrible coming. shaver. If All I right. have to choose between murder yeah. and shaving, I'm going murder on what's that the, one. Now, now, what's the okay. second photo, Donna, that has all the blood on your hands, literally? Well, you guys remember that we had uh, a little pig named Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And don't don't go there because that's lowest common denominator. I will not accept that from this show. <laughs> Please. She, that's she always yeah, somebody Donna. mostly no, like, no, likely Brad was going to make it. a bacon don't joke. Do mm-hmm. Don't do it. All right. Mm-hmm. So um, we got him when he was three months old, and he was radically undernourished. He didn't get any colostrum when he was young from his mom. So his ears, instead of standing straight up, they flopped forward, which meant by the time he was 10 years old, he developed some skin cancers on the back of his ears. And we used to take him all the time to uh, Corvallis, the big large animal hospital there, to have it removed. And then one year, our vet, Dana um, Ness at Fair Isle, said, hey, let's I think we can do this. It's small enough. We can breed it and we can remove it. Why don't you help me? So we went down to the barn and we froze his little melanoma and then we removed it. But there's a lot of blood and that's All my right. hands after this surgery with my little pig. Question two. Why <laughs> is there no caption on either of those pictures? Which leads us right. all to think well, yeah. we have to guess. Well, first of all, so long ago. It's not like there was an Instagram back when that actually happened. And they took a picture and found- put it on Instagram. <laughs> I don't even know that you could do comments back then, though, there honestly. Were, there was always oh, captions. Stop it. It was eight years ago. I don't remember any details about Instagram, what it was like back then, but it wasn't what it is to now, though, no. where everybody follows and, everybody and, and talks about stuff. Yeah, I don't think there were hashtags, raisin, raisins, hashtags, granola, hashtags, yum, hashtag food, hashtag lunch. I don't think there was <laughs> hashtag that blood, then. of yeah. course. <laughs> you know, but some so. type of explanation of what it is. I mean, it's yeah. just a picture of a guy you can't even tell is being his face is uh-huh. bleeding and your hands are uh-huh. bloody, and there's no well, wording. Right? None. There's a there's an edit button. You can go back that and has then to do with editing. Yes. yes. Let us- okay, but let me just also say this, Kevin. Until <laughs> last Thursday, my account was private. No right. one followed yeah. me and i yeah. didn't follow anyone so these pictures Just that i fellow were murderers really, they were really only <laughs> they were really well, only we, for me in the john wayne gacy fan club so uh i didn't have to put any captions on it because nobody would ever see them and until it went public on thursday now it's yeah. unleashed out of the world no. and now all of a sudden you guys are asking questions. but did you not know that those pictures were up when you posted it and made it i did public? but i just left it the way it was and then just added a new photo they're beautiful. Like, if you look at the composition of my hands with my little ring. They're and the, not the beautiful. Hands, it's kind of beautiful. It's very kind of, you know, like man gray. It's Donna, very, I love you. These like, are not surreal. beautiful. Okay, listen. Let, wait, <laughs> Bean, I, I, I have one closing question. Okay. And that's, I mean, Cause we're it's, out of time. It, it's something we're all thinking. How did you get Donna, who is incredibly hot, and you are not? How did <laughs> that happen? There's no answer to that question. <laughs> He's got that big. Okay, right. thank you, honey. Thank All you. Right. We gotta go. <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Our friend Brad Williams, very kind to come in and sit in for Allie McKay, who's out today. What's going on, Brad? Well, it's a good thing you guys called me in today, because, man, it's just a lot of fun out there. All a right. lot of great stories. You don't even have to do the great news. It's right here in what's happened. Oh, wait. It's depressing as hell. <laughs> 
So all anyone is talking about is the Leaving Neverland documentary that aired on HBO last night. Part one aired on HBO last night. And now let those... me stop you right there. Yes. Please stop me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kevin, did you watch? I watched uh, probably only 20 minutes of it because I forgot. But okay. then I recorded the later. Will you watch? Yeah. Okay. How about you, Brad? I did not watch, but I will. And it will make me very uncomfortable. And I feel like uh, that for stuff like this, that's a good thing. That it, I... it, it makes you think about it and makes you realize the severity of the situation. All right, tell me if I'm a bad person. Yes. yes. Well, let me finish. Okay. For a second. okay. Am I a bad person that I don't need somebody else to tell me that Michael Jackson molested them? I already believe he molested a lot of kids. Yes, and uh, you're, not, you're not a bad person because I'm also sort of under the belief of why do we need these things for us to have a call to action, whether it be R. Kelly, whether it be Michael Jackson, uh, whether it be when they talked about the Ray Rice tape and how, like, we, like, we knew what happened before the mm-hmm. tape came out. Yeah. Right. And then the tape comes out and now we're all up in arms. I mean, I get I get the... It, it, it may feel good for the victims to have their say and to be believed. I, I get that because a lot of times have changed. But I guess the reason I didn't watch it and may not is I have very close to zero tolerance for child abuse. It's so it's so painful and so ugly. It's a very hot take, Bean. No, to see those stories that no, agreed. I yeah. just can't. Uh, it's hard for me to look at it. Yes. You know what I mean? And to hear the graphic details of what happened. I already know he's a monster. Yes. And this isn't going to change my mind e- e- either way, well, except maybe to think he's more of a monster. I think the... Yeah, maybe. I think the problem, though, is that nothing really stuck to him legally while he was alive, did it? No. He, so he'd pay people off yeah, and whatever. Yeah, he'd pay people right. off. And so, did get acquitted on the one that he went to trial for. Right. So by there, a jury that loved Michael Jackson. Yeah. So there is a reason to watch it because it hasn't been damning evidence yet, mm-hmm. even if you believe it. Now, the, the question is, and unfortunately this is a debate that we're having a lot nowadays, is are you able to separate the art from the artist, can you listen to a Michael Jackson song now? Can, and this it, is the this is the perfect one to have this discussion because it's yeah. easy for most white people to avoid R. Kelly. Okay, <laughs> white people can't avoid Michael Jackson because he is on all of our mixtapes. He's yep. at all of our weddings that yep. we go to. He's at all of our you know all of our party weekends. He, he's <laughs> you're telling parties a lot because he uh-huh. says party, party weekends. Weekend. <laughs> he's ubiquitous. Yeah. He's the biggest star of all time. Do you, I mean, I will tell you this, uh, the largest radio station in Europe, BBC Radio 2, has at least temporarily pulled all Michael Jackson music. Wow. Yeah. And And did you see Jensen's tweet last night? Yes. Just before it aired? I'm (laughs) listening to PYT for one last time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I saw a couple other people that were doing very similar things because, and it's weird that it varies from person to person and from artist to artist. Me, Me personally, I cannot listen to a Chris Brown song Ever. Ever. But, I agree. Right. There agree. are certain artists that have done other horrible things that I can listen to. And I know that's hypocritical. And I know it's weird. Well, I think we're all like that. Yeah. We're all like that. I mean, Bing Crosby beat the crap out of his children. Yeah. But I'll still listen to White Christmas when Not it comes me. on. And maybe because... Well, you just hate White Christmas. <laughs> right. But yeah. maybe it's because... I don't know. Maybe it's because everybody involved is dead and it happened 75 years ago. Yeah. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. And Michael Jackson's victims are still alive. Look, if Michael Jackson's victims were guests today, I wouldn't be playing Michael Jackson on our station. I'll tell no, you that. No, of course. I, no. Be, and I don't want to inflict pain on anybody who has suffered child abuse. 
But I don't know, Brad. I mean, uh, uh, if you're I, driving down the road on your, on your way home today and, and you Beat It comes on, it's still a great song. Yeah, and that's the hard part is, is when uh, the, all the Cosby stuff came out. Everyone's like, well, Bill Cosby's a horrible comedian. It's like, nah, his jokes were good. He was a good comedian. He was a good a comedian. Person. Horrible person. human being. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. And, 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 like, does it take away from the art? And uh, for some people, yes. For some people, no. It, it, I think it's just a personal preference. And uh, you have to you have to make that decision for yourself. It's an ugly, ugly story. And I, I only watched 20 minutes of that. I'm going to watch it when I get home and watch yeah. the second one, too, because it's just... Yeah. It's crushing. And uh, why do you put yourself through that, though, Kevin? You already know he's guilty. You know he did it. I mean, I believe that he was guilty and did it, but it's different to hear it from people that were there. Mm -hmm. And in the 20 minutes that I watched, they had moms and sisters and brothers going to live at Neverland and leaving their dad who has Alzheimer's behind. Like, it was crazy. The parents that were involved in taking their kids there. Yeah, and I think that's one thing that you also saw from this is that just the people who get blinded by fame and uh, people that are leaving their children with Michael Jackson over just, bye. Yep. Have a good time. All right, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Can you listen to Jackson five songs because Michael was eleven then and had never done anything bad? Ooh, so that's before. Yeah, I mean, I would assume that would be different. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. This is a really difficult one. It yeah. is. It, it's and the thing is, is I don't think there's an easy answer. No, nope. and I and I think the answer changes from person to person. Yeah, everybody makes up their own mind what they can handle, what they don't want to handle. Yeah, uh, and God, you guys brought me in on the right day because it's just. <laughs> <laughs> the no, hits, play, huh? to your, play to your strengths of comedy. The hits keep <laughs> on coming, everybody. Well, we did that one this time. We can do another one next time. Okay. There's plenty of bad news to go around. <laughs> there and, really is. And the good news is we are out of time, Brad, so that's all we have time for. Uh, well, uh, there there was a couple celebrities born today, but at this point, who cares? <laughs> I'm Brad Williams, and that's what's happening. Thanks again, Brad. Hopefully, Allie will feel better and be back tomorrow. Hey, on your drive home today, listen to a commercial-free 5 p.m. hour. It's a random act of helpfulness from the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers tomorrow on the Kevin and Bean Show, the day we have been looking for. Not only do we have Captain Marvel herself, Brie Larson, on the program, but Nick Fury, Samuel L. Jackson, and Clark Gregg, all from the upcoming Captain Marvel movie, which opens everywhere this Friday. That is going to be amazing. And to keep the 90s theme going, our old friend Gavin Rosdale from the band Bush will be here as well. That's all tomorrow morning right here on K-Rock. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.